the shortest job that I had was how many weeks was that? One week. <laughs> Hi, this is Kat and this is Christine. This is us, the Little People Podcast. This is gonna be a chit-chat of two little Bisaya women about life, love, and growing. Growing as in not taller, but growing as better versions of ourselves. Hey guys, this is another episode of Us the Little People, the podcast. This is Kat. And <laughs> this is Christine. <laughs> Hi guys. Good why do, why do we always laugh, no? <laughs> I think every awkward. time we start an episode we laugh. <laughs> um, it's 21st of March, Sunday, 8:51 yep. p.m. So it's in the evening. We might end this recording at 11 or 12, God knows. <laughs> And actually before we start each episode, Murag, we have a 30 minute or like 15 minute chica portion that we talk yeah. about that we don't that we don't record but in fact we've yeah. already caught up on our you know daily activities yeah 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 that's it's, why it's our weekly chica as yeah friends. that's why it's weird when i hit the record and then we do the intro like how how are you kat when we already <laughs> asked that question yeah. earlier <laughs> <laughs> Wait, mm-hmm. before I, we introduce the topic for the episode, somebody suggested that uh, we could ask each other the show or the book that we are reading or watching at the moment. So maybe you want to share to us what you've been watching because I saw that you've been sharing a lot on <laughs> social media oh about what you've been watching. <laughs> so what is it, Dai? <laughs> I really need to catch up with my readings because I have a pile mm-hmm. of books here. I just watch a lot of Japanese <laughs> shows right now. It's my go-to and I live in YouTube so I just watch random stuff on YouTube as well. When I watch Japanese drama, they overact their acting. That's what other people's impression about Japanese drama. Just because it's a different mm-hmm. culture than us, the way they talk is different. You know, what appeals to their audience is different from us. So I always watch yeah. dramas or shows with a perspective lang na this is not mm-hmm. our culture this is not we are not the audience that they're targeting anyway that's why mm-hmm. it's silly and weird and strange for me or for some people but i actually enjoyed it there's this show called edo moselle like she's from the edo period which was in 1600s tokyo tokyo was used to be called edo so she's from that era and she traveled to the present time on a wagon and she's an oyeran which is um, a high class courtesan mm-hmm. you know a geisha diba geisha is actually for commoners whereas oyerans are for the, the elites like the uh-huh. politicians the samurai warriors they're the prostitutes or the entertainers mm-hmm. let's say um during that time Teenage women were being sold to brothels by their families mm-hmm. to be trained as um, a courtesan. And their life expectancy during that time because of the war was only 20-25 years old. They usually What? Okay. die uh-huh. <laughs> out of illness or 
war. It's a historical drama. It's not a historical drama. It's, it's actually just a comedy drama. So she lives in the present. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Need tra- time travel. She has to, mm-hmm. you know, get accustomed to the present times. Like women have more freedom. Women mm-hmm. are more dili na hin hin. They're more confident. And she's learning mm. things, but she's also educating the family that adopted her. <laughs> Where did you find this up? Because I have this website with a lot of Asian dramas. <laughs> Is that legal? It's not. It's a bootleg. <laughs> you can never access these things because even yeah, Netflix okay. or Amazon, they don't provide these stuff and Japanese media is really very strict with piracy and stuff right, that's why right. it's, they just you know sipiat this <laughs> and <laughs> it's actually very informative that I get to learn about their history and their culture mm-hmm. through this comedy another episode na she tried online dating like Tinder yeah <laughs> Anyway, mm-hmm. how about you, Cap? <laughs> what kept you busy? What are you watching these days? I don't know. I'm not as patient when it comes to like series. You know that, right? I think you were the first one to convince me to watch a series before oh, Game of Thrones. I don't know Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I finished it. But I, I usually, but I do Netflix now. So yay, I'm a yeah, tita. I Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> I do Netflix. So I watch like I usually watch two shows at the same time. Wow. Like something that's Kugihan. more. But like something that's either a drama or science or something like that. Like and then the other one has lifestyle. You, one is serious, deba. Right? One is more like lighter or comedy mm-hmm. or something like that. So I watch Modern Family. Ah, yeah. That's for my in betweens. I love Modern I Family. Love Modern Family. It's just funny. Just the it right dropped it at of season eight. Dili ligi ko katiwas o goan series. That's my problem. If I watch, I usually want to finish it. it yeah. It's very rare and I don't finish. Like even a movie or like a, a series. So I finish it usually. So all the shows that I watch, ginahuman ako siya. Modern Family. And then the other one right now, na medyo serious, is Mindhunter. Oh. Have you? Well, I watch Canada. Well, like you can it's more. It's a, well, a year about, now. Um, they're like just the gist of the story. They're partners in the FBI. FBI, right? Yeah, <laughs> they're partners in FBI, and they opened this research unit because they're they're trying to study the mind of. Um, Uh, serial killers at the time mm-hmm. no wala pa na, na coin ang terms na serial, serial killer, killer. yeah because before uh, you, you know people used to just think that when you kill people you're just innately bad like mm-hmm. it's not a result of your mind or like or your environment yeah. or how you were brought no, up but mentally but in mentally Ill yeah Ill. it's like um ano lang ba very simplistic lang ang approach when it comes to Uh, crimes and criminals but mm-hmm. in Mindhunter it's like oh my god nag brown out Kat just had uh, a power interruption 
you know what's new in the, in the, middle, of, the, in the, in the middle of our recording i was just about to talk about you know the juicy stuff and <laughs> yeah the juicy stuff no, why it was so interesting <laughs> the bottom line so mind hunter <laughs> is a show about research <laughs> <laughs> so you can only imagine the pacing of the show because it's about Lami research. Na kayo taga, lami na kayong momentum sa mag-share recap. <laughs> criminals, how we study criminals now versus how we study criminals before. Yeah, yeah. That was it. That's Mindhunter. So I I haven't finished it yet, so I don't know. Is it an ongoing series? I think they already have two seasons. I'm not sure if there's a next season after that. Yeah, I used to love watching crime thriller shows before when I was an emo happened? kid. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and high school to college. You were too um, dark. You were yeah, very too dark. dark. Now I'm very flowery <laughs> and rainbow and very colorful, right? Because of pandemic, right. you don't want to be too dark. <laughs> yeah, because who needs it anyways? Yeah. We have reality. <laughs> yeah, the reality is already dark. Why add darkness? <laughs> Oh, I also watched Raya recently. Where can you watch that? Netflix? <laughs> Disney? Bootleg? Ironically, they don't. Ironically, it's about, you know, Southeast Asia. But I don't think it's the, it's already being offered legally in the Philippines. <laughs> I don't think it's being offered legally. It's a nice way of saying that you've watched it illegally. <laughs> And that's so weird for them to like heavily base it from the Philippines we and Southeast Asia in general. It here. Yeah, supposedly dapat sabay, Yeah, not yet. I wala pa, wala pa. But <laughs> anyways, I watch third it. Third world problem <laughs> things. <laughs> yeah, Disney won't go broke anyway, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyways, okay. This topic that we have um tonight is actually something that my partner Christine introduced and mentioned in one of our discussions about the podcast. It's about is this a formal term? It's about job hopping. Hopping, yeah. <laughs> Tama ba? It's a firm, yeah. It's already a slang. Yeah, it's already a term. HR people are very Ooh. aware about. <laughs> it's already a term. Okay. Because for me, grasshopper. I mean, I'm kind of, because I've been to like corporate setup uh, and then okay. NGO. But, you know. But ala, you've heard of, I haven't heard of You've heard of gig but, economy, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Freelance, ganun. Yeah, ganun. Gig economy, job hoppers. But not like job, job hoppers. I mean, I am a job hopper. That's why I'm very aware of it. Like, I've actually Googled it once before. Random job mm-hmm. hopper. And there's a lot that you can read mm-hmm. about it on Google. Uh-huh. In my head, oh, so it's really a thing. So I'm really not mm-hmm. not alone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have my since, kind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but since you are the one like who introduced somehow and suggested to talk about this topic, mm-hmm. I w- you googled it before, so were you kind of concerned about you know being yeah, associated or being called the term? Yeah, because the last episode it was your topic, so Kat and I were mm-hmm. trying to like do a ping pong mm-hmm. <laughs> of the topics. <laughs> like this week it's gonna be your yeah. topic, next week it's gonna be my yeah. topic, 
prior to this topic, I was thinking more about music. I think that's what we yeah, agreed yeah. to talk about. But then mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago, I stumbled upon this article and it felt like the online a- algorithm must have read my personality. Like it knows me more than myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it popped up. Instagram. Come on, like an Instagram when New York Times or like random mm-hmm. publishing magazine or whatever suggest as an ad i think i saw it in one of those ads probably on facebook linkedin or instagram and i read this article on medium titled confessions of a job hopper by elizabeth dauber and it's actually in my desktop right now like i'm looking at it right now (laughs) how do you feel about it i was like am i reading about myself (laughs) (laughs) super relieved is this me that's why god 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 i think i want to talk more about this one because Mm -hmm. there are a lot of things that i can talk about this one and it's very personal Uh relatable and i think there are people who are like me out there mm-hmm. <laughs> and the author shared about her experience as a serial job hopper with over i think she said mm, 50 jobs from being a legal wow. secretary uh-huh. i'm reading it right now waitress scuba diving instructor operations manager journalist club promoter admin in a mm-hmm. university accounts assistant dental nurse so many more she has worked so, like that's everything from the spectrum, right? Yeah, she has worked Different in parts. several industries. Hospitality, HR, admin, corporate, blue-collar, healthcare, mm. tourism, and even finance. Wow. <laughs> but how about you? Because you mentioned previous episodes, right? That you're doing freelance now. And then freelance mm. alone means a lot of a lot jobs of already. Yeah. yeah, because that's a lot of projects. And you learn along the way. So you develop other skills. So you're really able to use your many skills as a freelancer but I know that before being a freelancer you've also had your other job experiences in other companies like those corporate set up or even from an NGO do you want to you know just talk a bit about what are the kinds of jobs that you've already had um compared to this woman the the author <laughs> i didn't have that many jobs you know as we speak right now i'm looking at my resume so i'm trying to trace which jobs didn't make it to the cut <laughs> and which there jobs were a couple and which that jobs just decided to like you know crush out yeah which jobs i have written on the resume because to be completely honest i keep on updating my resume and there are jobs that don't make it to the cut because it's too yeah. short or it's not as relevant or it doesn't sound but roughly relevant. how many oh wait, hold on in my resume it's <laughs> one two three four five but mm-hmm. in reality probably oh, yeah. eight i remember that yeah so probably eight, eight. and i did in mm-hmm. between clients or in uh, when i was starting freelancing mm. I, I can't keep track anymore <laughs> I mean, for additional perspective, like you are, we are currently mm. like 27, 28. Yeah. How old oh. are we? 28, right? 27. Seven. 27. So at 27 years old, you've already oh had God. around eight to nine jobs. Yeah. That's, one, I don't know, how many years after graduation? One, one job a year, Ganon, average. Yeah. <laughs> 
like six years after graduation. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven years. Seven years. Yeah, naman. seven years after oh graduation. God. We're old. I feel old. <laughs> so, guess it's hard to say what jobs did I do, but let me start with a let me start with a longest job or project or client that I ever okay. had. How two many years. months or two, two years? years. Oh, come on. And counting. This is the NGO. No, two years and counting. The current client that I have. Oh, yeah, I've, right. Yeah, right, I've right. been working with her since 2019 and I've never left. Wow. Like, I I tried, but then I did sabbatical leaves in between, like one month leaves. See, nobody mm. will offer me that kind of leave. <laughs> but she did. <laughs> so I was like, okay. My current client has been my longest client or boss or retainer, I should say. Mm-hmm. And the shortest job that I had was in a local broadcast station. How many weeks was that? One week. <laughs> <laughs> one week <laughs> one week wow. yeah that's the, wow. the shortest and after that I decided that journalism specifically the traditional broadcast uh-huh. journalism because technically this what we're doing right now it's still a part of broadcasting yeah like modern <laughs> it's not it, it's not traditional media yeah. anymore yeah in the traditional broadcast journalism I realized that it's really not for me and the thing is, the recruitment process for that job took six months. It had three levels of exams, an on-camera exam, which I think you've wow. gone through, right? No, no. You didn't? No, no. I think I got in for another job when they came. Ah, yeah. Na GMA na ka. So... Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, which felt like an on-cam audition, the on-camera exam. Mm-hmm. Like you, you face to the front, you face to the left, to the right. Wow, screen Do, test. Yeah, screen. Yes, <laughs> they call it a screen test. Uh, that was you. You deliver wow, and you, okay. in English. Bisaya and Tagalog And then they'll Give you like Scenarios For example There's a fire In Pasil What will you talk about mm-hmm. As in You'll do the Screen like, test Impromptu screen Yeah yeah script. But it's Nerve wracking At that time But uh-huh. it was fun And the series Of interviews It took six months And then I got the job um, uh-huh. And then I left in a week Imagine <laughs> I applied as a producer for a specific weekend show. However, the said uh-huh. show got canceled before I even started. When I got in, I was thrown right away in the morning and afternoon daily news show. So basically, <laughs> I have to be there at 3 or 4 a.m. No, 3 a.m. talaga because you need to prepare for the show at 5 a.m. So two hours mm-hmm. before that, you need to be there to prepare the scripts, the whatever. mga last minute stuff that will happen and then the show will air. By 7 a.m. when the show wraps up, you go on field na naman for the news the, the afternoon. What? Yeah, 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. Tapos after that wraps up again, mga 7, 6 or 6, ma-wrap up naman na siya or 5, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, magulat na po go for the graveyard shift na mga reporters. Um, and I realized it wasn't for me. Though I already had a hunch that I wasn't going to pursue journalism when I got exposed to it during our intense summer internship, remember? <laughs> At the yeah. height of the elections. I already had a feeling that I think this is really not for me, but I'm going to try again anyway. regret. And I realized, no, it's not for me. It was not lucrative. And I didn't think it was a place where I was willing to offer my time and myself. <laughs> Okay, hold it there because I remember before, um, you know, in college years, we've been exposed to various parts of mass communication because that was our course. And we really enjoyed production a lot. 
Yeah, I do. Right? Yeah, you I really do. really did enjoy. And I, I kind of pictured you already before doing that um, behind the camera work because mm-hmm. that's what you've always, you know, you've always done best. And I think you were mm-hmm. one of the best ones in the batch for TV production. So, mm-hmm. so how was it like for you to be there and then realize that, you know, I, I don't like this anymore? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it wasn't... I didn't hate the job. I loved the job because when I was in college, I enjoyed the part when you are creating. And I think that's the aspect of the job that I was very happy about, that I was enjoying Mm. and that I was picturing myself. It's the writing, the recording, the video shoots, the photo shoots, the video editing and directing the team on how to produce certain episodes and stuff. The creation process is what made Mm -hmm. me fall in love about it. But then now I realize that's the only aspect that I love about the job. It's not really about the job only that makes you quit. It's a mix Mm -hmm. of all sorts of different factors, environment, culture, your co-workers, you know, how people (laughs) treat each other. Those come into play and Mm. those those are heavier reasons on why Mm. you quit certain jobs. And I think that's why. It was like, no, it's not for me. Not because the people are not good. I actually salute journalists because I feel Uh like when I was working there for just a week, I learned that people who work in journalism are as fast as lightning. They're like so fast. They deal with the news and it needs to be delivered like a fresh produce, like Mm -hmm. like newly caught Mm -hmm. fish and cook it right away. They have to think fast, work fast. fast. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. you see other jobs that are very slow-paced. Govern <laughs> They work like turtles. Um, and it's the complete opposite of newsrooms. And I know you know this very well because you actually work yeah. there, Duba. And it's like pulling your hair every day. I don't think I can live for the next 20 years of my life doing that. But the people there are very dedicated. They're very smart and creative. And it just makes you... Oh, really? They really, they really stayed this long, and not for me. From your experiences, also like from like your other jobs, what's the job that you've taken that you've never actually experienced? You've never actually imagined yourself to be in. Like you know, it wasn't part of your career option before and then you just found yourself applying for it or being accepted or being invited um, to join a team. <laughs> no, Bob. No, because I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe. I think everything is really related to my... I think there I is, think but there I, was, I just couldn't... Wine. I couldn't remember because, you know, Unrami, I don't know. <laughs> oh, when I did the startup, I think that's the most unlike me or sort of after I worked Marcoms for a university here, my manager from the company prior to the university, um, which was a conglomerate, asked me if I could work for her short term on a supposed to be startup. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called services. Yeah, services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is yeah, it's supposed to be an app, a website. It's it's like shopping for services. Blue collar uh-huh. services. It's like Upwork, but instead of services for that kind of skill, it's the skill of like cleaning your home, car repair, 
cleaning your aircon, um, shopping for you. Professional cleaning and assistance like services. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything. Through an app. Yeah, through right. an app. Through an app uh, or a website, was it? It didn't take off. We were just working with that for a total of four months, five months. We were the marketing communications branding part of the team. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a tech team, like the IT people doing the the front end, back end, whatever, technical stuff. Mm. I felt like the owner, it was just a passion project eh? because she's rich. Their business is oil depot. They have oil depot. That's Mm. their main business. So they have a lot of money. I've never imagined myself working for a startup. And did I regret it? No, it was fun. It's like going on a school project, but you're being paid. Nagpolo all night. And you see it grow, diba? Uh-oh, yeah, supposedly. Yeah. You're, you're, we're supposed to see it grow. It feels like we were um, in a movie, Gani. Can I get a startup movie, social network? We do the pitch deck, they do the technology, we test the technology on our phones, on our laptops. Mm-hmm. Because we're all like young. That. We were in mm-hmm. our mid 20s, early 20s to mid 20s ang team. But it didn't take off because it lacked. The leadership yeah. that we need from the, the vision. Hmm. Okay, so aside from that, what are the the main reasons that you leave the jobs that you've had in the past? Like, what were the the standout ones that you really decided that okay, at this moment, I'm gonna leave this job. In this moment, uh, <laughs> on snap. Based on experience, when I leave a job, I have this checklist. Wow, I fold a paper. Really. If I'm very down at my job, like I'm super stressed out, like I want to quit, I want to quit, I want to quit right now because I can do it right away. I'm that impulsive. Mm -hmm. I always have to think twice, right? Because, you know, your career is on the line, girl. Mm -hmm. So what I do usually is I grab a piece of paper, a clean sheet of paper. I fold it half and then I put pros and cons (laughs) and I list down. This is so dramatic. But I've done this several times. It's not like an exercise. Uh-huh. Eh? Like every day. Yeah, I like it. For like I one like week, I do that. Pros and cons. Pros. Um, they have a good pantry. They have good coffee. <laughs> Even the silliest <laughs> things. Like I put it. Oh, there's this coworker that I get along with. So that's fun. Cons. Mm-hmm. I hate this. I know. I don't like the... I list down. I did not expect that. Okay. Really? It's a good exercise because oh. every day it changes or every week it changes. And then mm-hmm. I tally that at the end of the week. <laughs> Who wins? Wow. Okay. But there is a criteria, of course. You just don't put... There's a weight system. <laughs> yeah, there's a weight system. <laughs> For the kind of pros and the cons. Yeah. <laughs> if, if I make a list of the reasons, it's... I'm not ranking these reasons pero management how they treat their employees how the bosses mm-hmm. treat their employees if they're being treated like shit and they're still you know enduring it i'm not gonna wait to be like her <laughs> mm-hmm. number two is culture how everyone treats Manage. each other if they're being inclusive if they're warm, if they're someone who's like a bully. Right, right, right. If they promote Aww. a healthy working environment, are they promoting the overtime work, overwork? in a culture like yeah, you don't definitely. do overtime, you're like a loser, you're not doing I well. hate that. Mm. One reason again is mentor. How one can learn from someone who's more experienced. If I yeah, yeah. if I can find a mentor in this company, then I might stay. But if there's none, then mm-hmm. no. 
Um, and you've had a couple of good mentors, correct? Right? Yeah. You have a top friend mentor. Yeah. From your from yeah. the branding stint in in a conglomerate. She's she's still mm-hmm. a friend until now, and she gives me referrals and a lot of gig. <laughs> I like her too. She's yeah. nice. She was the one who created a good working environment. <laughs> And that company, she didn't uh-huh. force me to do overtime work. She doesn't like overtime work. She doesn't want mm-hmm. overworking people. She takes responsibility of my mistakes because she knows that I'm still a rookie at that time. I've worked with a boss before who's like, it's her fault. It's not my fault. Another reason is compensation, of course, how much value they give True. to their employees. and. Mm-hmm. See if the benefits package or kind mm. annual salary increases. Do they do that? How much mm. are they paying their employees in general? Not just my own salary. How do they pay these people? Are they being paid well? Because if feel Nemo, you've got the nice offer, but then the rest of the people around you are being paid peanuts even though you can see that they're really good at their job working hard then that means they're not being compensated well you're just being favored somehow yeah last one yeah Um, okay last one if they give you learning or upskill opportunities how much emphasis they put on their employees career advancement by upskilling them or providing trainings because Uh. there are companies so in fairness to that conglomerate that i worked in even If you're a law student, they will adjust the time for you. They will accommodate the time. Mm-hmm. They can even finance your education for you. Nay loan at Wow. They can they ha- they offer a lot of loan. It's a really great mm-hmm. benefits package. Um and also they provide they allocate you a certain amount every year for trainings. So even the mm-hmm. right. trainings and uh-huh. There are companies who are they pay you peanuts, and if they see really? that, yeah. but okay, given that criteria, what was the worst job? You don't have to name it, but probably like, you know, What's just mention what was the worst job that really stressed you out that you really thought I'm not gonna go back to this kind of. To be fair, I've loved every single job, like the job itself. Mm-hmm. It's just the reason why I quit was really not about the job, but more about the other factors that I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Because I enjoy every work that I did in the past. It's Uh really about the management, the culture, the mentor, the compensation, the learning, upskill, whatever. Yeah, okay, go. (laughs) The worst place was that place wherein I left after three months because I got diagnosed now with the hyperthyroidism. That's how stressful the place was. But the Uh job was even chill. I finished the job at 1 p.m. Because I'm very quick, naman, and because they're a very traditional... Even, you know, the change of colors of branding, mm-hmm. because we were rebranding back then, it has to mm-hmm. go through the board of directors. And the board of directors meeting happens once every two weeks or once every month. Mm-hmm. So but just to change one color, they have to go through a board of directors meeting, which takes so much time and I don't do anything. Even I offered mm-hmm. extra stuff, like I go beyond and do a lot of stuff 
on the side just to, you know, make their money's worth and work the hours that was paid for me. You're such a good employee. Oh my God. And then and if thing so meeting so lucky na, to have you. In fairness, Bod, we were the first branding and comms team they've ever hired. They never had communications people before. They don't... Uh, they do. <laughs> because... Just exist. Mm-hmm. They were all accountants and engineers. Like 99% mm-hmm. of the people who worked there. My manager and I, we had so many ideas. We were so creative. They never understood yeah. us because we don't have certain structures. Eh? Unlike accountants who handle the tax for the company, they have cycles like quarterly, monthly. They have to do mm-hmm. this. They have to do that. They have certain checklists already. We don't have a certain system because our jobs are different from them. And it's a, especially if it's a creative job, you can't measure it which is and why it was difficult to measure the impact right because yeah, exactly. it's not like quantity based like the yeah. more you release a press release then you increase sales because we were the first team mm. talaga for that my manager was very kind enough to accommodate all the ideas that I was throwing out but then they, they weren't really appreciating it because they couldn't understand it. So we tried to educate them because before you give up, naman, I, I think the first thing that came to our mind is maybe because they don't understand it. It's unquantifiable. It's not like accountants or engineers who are so used to measuring yeah. and calculating yeah. stuff that they can calculate it with numbers. So the trigger was three months working and I was like, it's okay, it's okay. Maybe it takes time. I'll just wait out. And then there's this VP. I mentioned in my resume, my first job was for an NGO uh-huh. and they thought that I'm an activist. Are we That's so stupid? Are oh we hiring a potential activist? Kind of mga very idealistic. I can tell that her kind, her kind would not last long in this environment. So that was the first I was really frustrated and offended at the same time. What? And then what's wrong with, with being an activist if I was an activist, but I wasn't just because I worked in an NGO. <laughs> so I kept on working, kept on working. And then another word that I heard, because they can't feel our impact mangod, of the work that we mm-hmm. do. And it's just been three months since the team was created. So it takes time naman eh. Wala man get me na launch mm-hmm. na anything. Of course, you can't feel it because it mm-hmm. was just supposed to be my manager lang pala. No person under uh, her. Okay. I was added because they have a lot of subsidiaries. So we have to realign the branding of each subsidiary. So basically, it's actually a huge mm-hmm. job. They just don't understand True. it yet. Are we, are we really hiring a new person? Are we really hiring another mouth to feed? Those were the exact words. What? I was another what? mouth to feed. And that was when I was like, no, I don't want to be treated that way. Because first of yeah. all... I love your coffee and your pantry is so nice, <laughs> which was listed in my pros, but I'm sorry, you pay me peanuts. And if you're going to pay me peanuts and I'm being... How much is it? What? Mouth to feed ka na, no? And that's not enough for like a decent meal. Sure. During that time, I had a side hustle. I had this project that pays me so much. Um, I do voiceovers for this. E-learning modules for the plastic surgery. Like, paid me like in a month. And I just do that job on weekends. Wow. That's true. Don't yeah. tell me that 
I'm another mouth to feed because there's another client who's actually face me double. Okay, naman ako. I'm a mouth to feed, of course. Every employee probably is a mouth to feed. Maybe a snack. You can buy me snack. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe with the money that you're paying me, you're buying me snacks. Siguro, yeah, for popcorn. Per a meal. <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Girl, know it. So I was like. Okay, I'm gonna get out of here. So, nagdungan mini miss Wow. Yeah, that was Did so Did you dramatic. ever feel scared? No, I don't. Pero here's the thing eh. it's a case to case basis. I must admit that I'm privileged enough to job hop because yeah. I'm not a breadwinner. Uh-huh. I'm single. I don't have a family. It's gonna be hard to job hop if you are the breadwinner and you have a family yeah. to feed. If you're just like me, single, and there's nothing much on the line, and I was young mm-hmm. especially, so mm-hmm. if it's a 50K job, I would have been scared. <laughs> but if I'm just uh-huh. being paid for peanuts, then why should I be scared? <laughs> there are a lot of jobs out there. When you like when you job hop, I think you've never also you've never been like in a position wherein you don't know if there's another job waiting for you, right? Yeah. Because you've always had other gigs aside yes, from exactly. like, your main resume job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I've always thought nah when you have a job, I think it's nice to have another projects on the side that could give you, you know, a booster. That's why I never felt scared because in my head I don't want my job to be the center of my universe. My yeah. job should just be a part of my life. It shouldn't be my entire life. It shouldn't define yeah. me. If you have that mentality in your head, probably you wouldn't be scared to job hop. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's me. Wait, Wait I have another one. There's this stereotype, right? That when you job hop, your value as a potential employee decreases in the mm. eyes of, let's say, the hiring authority, the HR, the mm. admin and stuff. Mm. Is it true? Is it not true? How do you feel about this? Yeah, yeah. Well, those were my, those were the main reasons why I didn't want to job hop before or I didn't want to resign because we both graduated with Latin honors, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> It was honestly more of a curse and less of a blessing because people's expectations were so high that my mentality then was to live up to that. And that's one of the reasons why, oh, come laude, she should be good. She should last longer or she should be Mm -hmm. this and that. And after I decided to take ownership of my career and to fully submit myself to freelancing, I (laughs) realized that the years I have spent working different jobs and projects actually helped me gain so much confidence, so many skills. And I have unconsciously networked to a lot of people. Yeah, it's yeah. so well-connected. Yeah, and introverts' definition of a lot, not the normal people's definition of a lot of people. <laughs> Just <laughs> the right... I mean, for me as an introvert, oh, that's a lot. Um, the disadvantage probably because hiring managers don't like job hoppers. If you job hop, it means that you are prone to quitting the job that they're offering you. And that's a loss of resources in the company side because training you, and they may not be keen in hiring you. I don't have plans to go back to corporate. But anyway, it's our experience. Uh Like in the span of three years, 
na mobilehin ko one job to, from one job to another dili siya dako pero ni increase siya kada gain, month gain increase and in, uh-huh. in my head if nagpadayan ko diri in a year dili ko makaabot ani na salary in a year mm-hmm. if i stayed in a year but in short the job hopping bit did not affect your chances of one getting hired and two you know having a better offer in the yeah, next no, company or didn't. position that you take wow for me it well didn't. it's also well it's safe to say that you know in my perspective knowing you and how you work i think you know that's also a factor as to why they offer you <laughs> They offer you with a good package. Um, but you know, I'm being judged a lot. Like even my relatives or even my mom didn't understand it. Because our parents or the older yeah. people are so used to sticking to one company for a <laughs> long period yeah. of time. Um, I think Momogina culture before you get hired here and you live for the you live in that company. And you stay there until you until you until you die. Until you, until you die. Until you die. <laughs> so I get judged hella a lot as mm-hmm. it paints the picture of being directionless which is true i mean to be fair i am directionless <laughs> probably <laughs> it's just that Not true but in my defense it's just that at least I am actively exploring different directions and not just daydreaming, yeah. exploring yeah. other things in a cubicle that I have been camping for like seven years. I'd rather be exploring different things and imagining mm. job hopping in my cubicle for seven years. That would be a sad picture and it reminds me of the secret life of walter Mitty. <laughs> oh yeah Diva? No? because he had like a very stagnant life and he's yeah. just an office worker so he just kept on imagining what it could have been if he stepped out and yeah. lived and experienced these things exactly you love adventure like you go travel a lot I job hop a lot. <laughs> that's my adventure. <laughs> that's your adventure. And that's not my a kind of adventure. adventure. You know? It's a career adventure. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I also would like to share yeah. this. There's this video that I saw of Elizabeth Gilbert. Eat, Pray, Love yeah. author. She was distinguishing between job, a hobby, a career, and a vocation. And she mm-hmm. said that the thing about job Dao, it doesn't have to be awesome. It doesn't have to fulfill you. It doesn't have to be joyful. It just has to pay. Because mm-hmm. out of four, it's okay if you don't have a vocation yet. Because your vocation Dao is your calling. Like um, her yeah. vocation is a writer, but it just so happens that her vocation pays her. A yeah. career, kono, it's not necessarily something that you should have. If wala gig career or if wala pa kay career right now, it's fine. Career kono is a job that you are passionate about and that you love. Mm-hmm. If you have a job but you're not passionate about it, it's fine. If wala pa ka nakafind ana. Yeah. A hobby kono is just something that you do on the side, something for fun, something for an outlet. But what you need to have is a job. Out of four, <laughs> you need to have mm-hmm. a job. If naalagi kay vocation, na nakay hobby, but you don't have a job, wala kay pang basic needs. Mas stress out ka, you'll hate yourself, and you try to force your vocation to pay for you. Like, for example, um, this is what I feel about singing or music in general. Like, music for me is a hobby. It's fun. It's Mm -hmm. an outlet. It makes me feel good when I'm down. But I don't want it to be a source of income. 
like a career if it becomes like a source of income like if it pays eventually i want it to happen naturally music is very emotional and personal eh? i don't want to force my emotions to people (laughs) and pay me so that you can get paid (laughs) and you can eat three times a day no i don't want it to force it's okay if wala ka sa three basta naakay job <laughs> because you have to eat first and yeah, exactly. You need to eat first and not be stressed about it. I remember the question now. It's still somehow relevant to this because you think that job happy in general, being open to um, switching career options, positions. Do you feel like it's something related also to our generation? Because we're, we're millennials after all. Do you think it's something that defines us or is reflective of our characteristics as millennials? Because yeah. like, the boomers is very di- are very different. The Gen X are very different. You, and we don't know yet how the Gen Zs will be when they work. I think the landscape when they work and the career in general will be very different. But for us millennials, no, I, I mean, for me, I feel like... Yeah, because the landscape of work is constantly and rapidly changing. And especially now, I realize that almost all industries, if not all industries, already has a technology aspect. Technology is in the mix or integrated na in all jobs. Mm-hmm. Like even if you're a law lawyer, um, mm-hmm. medicine, right now, especially in a pandemic, technology has been integrated yeah. na to practicing medicine, um, especially in us, communications. It's very rapid. The things that we mm-hmm. learned in college are no longer applicable. I mean, some of it. The theories, yes. But yeah, the, the theories, platforms, the foundational, yes. We were so traditional back then. It all then. changed. <laughs> I don't know how to do TikTok. There's I no wish TikTok I knew how to do Yeah, we hackly. Diba? When I was starting to learn Facebook ads last 2019, late 2019, it's a mm-hmm. whole different algorithm and requirements now. Everything is changing too fast that you need to keep up. Depends on field, of course. But yeah. mostly in our field, like communications, you really need to keep up. Even if it's just accountancy. You really have to grow. Yeah, well, have to. I mean, you have experience now with um, online Taxing. accounting service, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, so I, haven't, so I haven't paid the subscription yet. But I did attend their online onboarding, like them explaining everything. And I was so shocked, Kat. Because basically, uh-huh. they built a platform from scratch to make everything convenient. It's so smart. The platform is so smart. It even notifies you if you have a deadline in the next two weeks. I want file. that. <laughs> and then, ang ilan na explanation but can you they file ay, electronically na? Yeah, through them. Sila oh! na bahala. Mamurag naman siya quiz at first pa. Like, what kind of taxpayer are you? So, if mo gawas ang result, it's so... It's smart. <laughs> so basically, ilang gibuhat de ay is they just built a platform and they just applied a license na tagaan sila o license sa BIR na mo file ang mga tao through their platform. It's a tech company, ba? It's just like paying your bills, but instead of maglinya ka to pay your bills, you're doing it via GCash. Muraging na ang feeling. <laughs> If maglibog nagika and you need like help of a, an accountant, na sila accountant who are very well versed of the platform that you can book 
uh, 45 minutes, but you need to pay for them. It's like telemedicine, but it's an accountant. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So it's really nice. And I'm like, oh my God, millennials are so tagiya. I mean, if the younger people were to run a country, our country, it would have been better. <laughs> Now, okay, having all that been said, what have you learned throughout, you know, the past five, six years that you've had hopping from one job to another? What's your best learnings that you think other people might find useful? Especially those who are already on the edge now and are thinking of, you know, maybe I should take the courage and get myself another job. I think your 20s really is meant for exploring different opportunities because you have the energy mm-hmm. and you have a lot less to lose than when you're older mm-hmm. with a family, perhaps. So go explore different jobs. I mean, it's the best time, I think. But if you're yeah. already in your 30s already, I mean, it's with the never responsibility. too late. Mm-hmm. It's never too late, especially if it's toxic. Yeah. You just need to be prepared when you do so, when you resign or when mm. you job hop. You need to be financially, mentally, and emotionally prepared. Number one, financially, <laughs> you need to have something saved up so that in case you don't get yeah. a job after a month or two, you can still eat and pay your bills. Mentally, you should be confident, but it's hard to gain confidence, especially if your confidence was being stomped on by abusive oh, boss, you know, abusive w- boss who who just calls you another mm-hmm. mouth to feed. Things are not going to be the same when you transfer to your new job. There will be new people that you need to adjust to. You need to be emotionally prepared as well. And also, what I've learned, I realized, I gained so much confidence. Why? Because I have encountered mm-hmm. so many people. I have worked with so many co-workers yeah. in different fields with different characters. I've worked with different bosses, like a lot. <laughs> levels of bosses different suppliers because you have to work externally with suppliers especially yeah. PR mm-hmm. or Marcoms clients I've met people from different walks of life so every time that I meet new people I now have a lot of reference to the characters like I can already predict how they yeah. will react respond yeah. behave the manner of their work because I've already encountered this kind of character before in yeah. my past job and that's a nice skill mm-hmm. to have <laughs> actually you know it like exposure makes you, you know, w- yeah. with other personality and that gained right. me so much confidence because I already know how to handle the situation how mm-hmm. to handle this person and I also got so many skills that because the reason why I was in that remember the job that got me sick mentality when I got into that job my mm-hmm. mentality was I wanted to learn branding but I don't want to learn it at school I want to learn it in a yeah. company who's actually rebranding. And the branding agency that handled them was a very famous branding agency in Singapore. Like they've handled Wow. Owl Coffee. Are you familiar with Owl Coffee? It's like it's a rival brand of Old Town in Malaysia. Oh, okay, okay. That was mentioned actually in the interview. When you go to job interviews, you just don't also sell yourself. You also ask questions. To gauge if that company is a good fit for you, if a, if the yeah. skill that you're getting from them is also valuable, regardless of the compensation that they're giving, <laughs> sometimes I think of it as a school. Mm-hmm. 
that well, gets... yeah, because you, you learn a lot, no? Yeah. Well, in the so when they mentioned that you will be working with a branding team in Singapore, it was a very nice experience. I enjoyed the job. I just mm. hated my boss. <laughs> <laughs> Now that I realize about it, I actually treated all my jobs as going into a class. And now that I'm doing freelance work, I've been working with different clients as well, with different nationalities. And so <laughs> even the cultural learning is fun. So now you've mentioned all that, I'll get to my last question because, you know, you've been around and I can see that and you can <laughs> really see that you've been happy. Like, you've been around like I'm six <laughs> years old. <laughs> you've been around. Yeah, you've been through a couple of experiences now. But um, what do you plan next? Or do you even have... You mentioned, Kanina, that you feel like directionless somehow. But I do know that you have like a general idea on where you want to take your career or your job or mm, even your, your professional okay. life or your personal life in general. To be honest, Next I don't steps. know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to survive this pandemic and trying to be well, as mentally yeah. and physically healthy to get through these strange times. But... I have now a general idea of what I want to do, and it's to create. I do a lot of things. It's the closest description that could describe yeah, the work that I've been doing for the past year. You pictured me uh, in broadcasting as a producer. Mm -hmm. It makes sense now somehow that when I was in college, I really enjoyed creating stuff like the editing, the Mm -hmm. recording, the writing. And I still do until now. And it's still the things that I do. It's just not in the traditional sense. Yeah. It's It's in a a different form. But I'm still creating. So I think that's the kind of path that I'm taking right now. So it's very understandable. I mean, it's not a big shock that you're you're pursuing this, that it's like in like it, within your past now. Because I think it's just it's similar to what you've been doing well ever since. It's but an upscale version and in a different like, set of platforms. Yeah. Although the things that we learn in college no longer applicable in my work or generally. <laughs> It's really different. Education is getting outdated. What do you want to be when you... I just want to be a reporter. I want to be a producer. No? What kind of no. platform? Like, there are content creators. Run. And, yeah. and everybody can be content creators. There's no regulation. It's a wild and vast communication mm-hmm. is. So probably my last words would be number one... If you're not happy with where you are working right now, not necessarily the job that you have, because I loved all the job that I did, then go out and find another place that will value you more. <laughs> because there is yeah. going to be that place somewhere. And ang email learning cannot be taken away from you anyway. And also learn. You just don't go to work to get paid. I mean, as much as possible, educate yourself. I may not have found the one thing that I want to pursue for the rest of my life. I mean, 27. If the life expectancy is 60 and retirement is at 60, so I have like, I don't know, more years perhaps. At least I am exploring my options and I'm learning yeah. while exploring. What if I quit? And you ask that question for like a decade. 
Yeah, and, and it's too late already, and you didn't gain yeah. your skills, no? Yeah. Di naka marketable. Oi, charot. And by then, you're already locked for life in yeah. that industry or that job. You're so brave, and di man ko brave. You're very talented in other things. But, yeah. <laughs> like if there's one thing I'm very brave about, it's job hopping. But I'm not very brave with. <laughs> other things and so nicely here you know and you said that you have no regrets doing all these no regrets and you have and your confidence and your self-esteem self-value have even increased Aww. congratulations <laughs> you get a job maybe some pinaka book job ang naanimokat like how many jobs ano lang kasi mong resume one two Just three. Third ni Maron, right? Yeah, yeah. It's fine. The first one was six months. The uh, the next one was um, two plus years. Mm, But that was a good experience. Yeah, it was a good experience. But anyway, thank you so much, everyone. From uh, Confessions of a Job Hopper, I'm actually happier mentally right now. Um, I'm not stressed out anymore. I'm not. I'm just happier. Mm. Take care. (laughs) And listen to our next episodes. Bye. This has been Christine. And this is Kat. And this is Us the Little People. People. Bye. Intro and extra music is titled Promise by Mac Powers. Thanks for listening to us, the little people.